0: Michael Swickert here. Welcome to Enchanting Stories of New Mexico. It's sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Know this, that our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili, boy is it good. It's from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, which you may already know is the chili capital of the world. Now, New Mexico has some good-sized cities such as all that in the Albuquerque metroplex of Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, Santa Fe, Las Lunas Milen. I'm telling you that for some other reason. Now that's about 40% of all New Mexicans live within about 50, 60 miles right there. Other big areas, well, there's Las Cruces with about 100,000 residents, some towns with 40 or 20 or 10,000 people like Roswell, Carlsbad, Alamogordo, Farmington, Silver City. That's where the concentration of light at night is. It's over those towns. But then, this is what I wanted to talk about, there is miles and miles of dark skies in New Mexico on moonless nights. I've heard people surprised at how many stars they can see on a dark night out there in the wilds of New Mexico. How about some examples, Michael? Okay, what I'm going to talk about is some places in New Mexico where the stars are bright, deep in the night, deep in the heart, oh wait, not Texas, deep in the heart of New Mexico. I know lots of good places for experiencing New Mexico dark nights. Here's one of many. I may talk about this in different podcasts. You can go to the southwestern edge of New Mexico, where New Mexico hits Arizona and Mexico. There's a couple of towns that are south of Lordsburg, New Mexico. Animus with about 235 people, Rodeo with about 100. Man, oh man, on a dark night, you can look up at the stars and see billions of stars. I have a number of times. These two little settlements are about 150 miles west of El Paso, texas and 150 miles east of tucson arizona so it is a very dark area without a lot of spillover light and there are many such dark areas in new mexico which i'll talk about in coming podcasts but this is one great sky for night viewing if you feel that's what you would like to do but what are you not going to find when you get there well first off there's not a lot of people but there you need to know this Quite often in those really remote areas, your Wi-Fi doesn't work. Now, the reason I mentioned the lack of an Internet connection is that there are some very nice websites that will help you if you want to see the International Space Station going over. And I've certainly done that a number of times. It tells you when it's coming and how it's going and you look for it and there it goes. And uh, there's also some other space things that you can look like in polar orbits. There's some website to, to see that. The trick, if there is a trick, well, yes, there is a sky watching trick, is that it's best done within an hour of sundown or sunrise. This helps you see space stuff overhead because You are in the dark at the ground level, and the sky above you has sunlight, so those objects best described as spacecrafts are easy to see if you know where to look, and again, because of the websites. Either way, out in the very dark, remote New Mexico, it is spectacular to see the billions and billions of stars above you. But if you're out in the outback of New Mexico, I'd urge you to take some of that fine hatch chili in jars from the Fresh Chili Company so you have something good to eat. Might I suggest the traditional Hatch Chili Variety Pack, 3-pack, that includes some pure green chili, some fresh red chili, and some sun-dried red chili. Each is in a 16-ounce jar, which will cause a smile when you open it because there's always that fresh chili smell and that taste. Michael Swickard here with podcasts about history and culture in New Mexico. Hit subscribe if you'd like to get these podcasts automatically. Now, last week I was talking about the code of the West, how we treat each other. Not a written code, but just kind of the rules for most of us that grew up around a ranch or a farm somewhere. I mentioned some of these and then several listeners sent in their own favorites. Here, here's a couple of them. You never, ever, and I do me never, ever, criticize the cooking if you've been invited to join some people at a table. Never. You can eat sparingly, and if asked, say you're not feeling well, but you never criticize. That is an insult that will last at least a lifetime. Likewise, if asked, you say, the meal was fine, thanks. You don't go down in the valley of stupidity and say that the meal seemed like roadkill that wasn't quite cooked. No, don't do that. Now, another one, you never get on somebody else's horse unless you've been instructed to do so. Never. And when someone hands you a pocket knife and you use it, then you hand it back the same way you got it. In small towns at sporting events, and I know this real well from living in Capitan, Carrizozo, Riedoso, a bunch of places, you never criticize a student out on the field, even if your thoughts are spot on. You can chide the coach gently, and the referees, oh yeah, you can say things. But each parent is a bit touchy about their little darling being hoo hawed by the crowd. So just don't do it. Finally, never pass on gossip. You can think of things, but if you speak them, even if people take an oath on a Bible, your words will come back to haunt you. Now just remember the old, the old saying, A closed mouth gathers no foot. Let's talk about New Mexico history. You've heard about the Lincoln County Wars with Billy the Kid and some 50 other gunmen. At one time, in the Mesilla and Las Cruces area of Dona Ana County, there was what was called the Rio Grande Posse. Now, it was an outlaw gang, not tied in any way to law enforcement. In the newspapers of the era, it was also known as the John Kenny Gang of Thieves with the leader, John Kenney, providing the name and leading the group. At best, they were a group of petty thieves and general no-goods who aggravated the local folks with a lot of things. Best I can tell, it was mostly strong-arm robbery and getting rowdy in bars and stores that achieved uh, the notable actions. And it was one day in December of 1875... A Messiah Saloon. Now, I've heard several people say that the saloon was called the Last Chance Saloon. Don't know for sure. It was a popular watering place. Seems John Kenny and several others, a Jim McDaniels and a couple of roughnecks not noted by name in the news story of the day, came in shouting, Whiskey for me, water for my horse. That was a popular saying back then. They were drinking and telling tall tales when they noticed a couple of cavalry soldiers from Fort, Staten, Fort Seldon's 9th Cavalry. One of the gang members made a rude comment to one of the soldiers, and he got a poke in the nose for his sassiness, and got knocked down. Then the fight was on. Well, now, those cavalry soldiers were tough men. They came from back east, and they easily whipped the gang members all of them, then threw them out through the door into the dust of the road. Well, it didn't end there, since being unceremoniously thrown out of a saloon into the dirt street, well, the gang members loaded up with weapons and came in, and they came in shooting. Several soldiers were killed, others were wounded. The John Kenny gang left the area that very night and went to Lincoln County, New Mexico, where there was less law enforcement, and they actually did participate in the Lincoln County War. They were never brought to justice. Michael Swickard here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces. Hit subscribe if you'd like to automatically get these podcasts. Visitors and locals are aware of Fort Selden, New Mexico. I was just talking about soldiers from there. It's located in Radium Springs, about 13 miles north of Las Cruces. All that's left of the fort is some of the adobe building walls and a lot of stories. Well, I know one story. In 1884, Army Captain Arthur MacArthur was stationed at Fort Selden. He was in charge of 46 troopers. His four-year-old son, his third son, Douglas MacArthur, later talked about living at Fort Selden. He said, I was here in Fort Seldon that I learned to ride and shoot even before I could read and write. Indeed, almost before I could walk and talk. That was the impact Fort Selden had on young Douglas MacArthur, who, like his father, won the Congressional Medal of Honor, Douglas, in World War II, Arthur MacArthur in the Civil War. Now, Fort Seldon was established at the end of the Civil War in April of 1865 on the banks of the Rio Grande for one company of infantry soldiers and another company of of cavalry. The fort was used to support a number of efforts uh, to stop outlaws in the area and also Native American attacks. One of the outreaches for Fort Selden there was a lot of it, but one of them was at the St. Augustine Pass, where today's Highway 70 runs between Las Cruces and Alamogordo. It's hard to think of it back then, but that spot was the number one spot for robberies and livestock being taken. It was considered the worst of the worst places. Now today you hear about the 9th, the 21st, the 38th, and the 125th Infantry. You've been hearing about them. Well, maybe you have or maybe you haven't. They were called the Buffalo Soldiers. They were African-American troops, and in 1882, before Douglas MacArthur arrived to Fort Selden, the handwriting was already on the wall that the fort was going to be decommissioned within about 10 years because they were building up other forts, and this one looked like it what didn't have a reason to be there. Now, Fort Selden, much later, was selected as a state monument in New Mexico. That was in... 1974 and it has a visitor center that i have to tell you is quite interesting so it's a good place to go to and and check it out has a lot of good stuff this is michael swickard with enchanting stories of new mexico over the last weeks i've been talking about how unique and wonderful is new mexico and it is but what makes it so wonderful I guess that in the eyes of each person living here or just visiting New Mexico, there there are certain things and that's what I'm kind of interested in. What makes it so wonderful? What are the unique best parts of New Mexico? I'd like to know. If you have something for this list you can email it to michael at freshchilico.com michael at freshchilico.com. Tell me what you think is the unique best parts of New Mexico. And I'll make a list of the suggestions. We can, maybe we can get it down to, oh, a hundred. <laughs> I know for certain that on the list of the wonders of New Mexico, maybe it's seven wonders, but the wonders of New Mexico must be Carlsbad Caverns and the White Sands National Park, uh, the tramway, we know that. Let me know what you think is, uh, are, the, are the most wonderful parts of New Mexico. Also, tell me which areas to travel are the best areas in New Mexico. What do you find best? For me, of course, that's pretty easy to see. It's Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. I really appreciate the generations of farmers and researchers in Hatch, New Mexico, who have enabled Chile with an E to become a household taste all over the United States and perhaps all over the world. Well, the Fresh Chili Company has lots of great tasting chili and rubs. You can find them at the Fresh Chili Company website. That's freshchilico.com. Now, one thing that happens when people live in Las Cruces or in our little slice of paradise, they can come to the Fresh Chili Company gift shop. It's at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7 in Las Cruces. It's open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come on by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop. There's all the different types of chili, also pecans and a lot of other things. There's even some frozen uh, chili that you can get. There's a big sign over the entrance. You can see from El Paseo, looking to the east, it says the Fresh Chili Company. This is Michael Swickard with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We'll always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico on these podcasts. On Mondays and Fridays, we'll be talking about history and culture. On Wednesdays, which is a special thing that we like to do. We normally talk about someone who is important in the history of New Mexico. If you have something or someone you would like me to talk about, you can write to me michael at freshchilico.com. That's michael at freshchilico.com. And to see all the great tasting things at the Fresh Chili Company, if you just want to be online, the site is freshchilico.com dot com freshchilico.com run it all together freshchilico.com and you can say yum have a great rest of your day oh yes and eat plenty of that good hatch valley chili like i always say some chili is good more is better as long as it's hatch valley chili bye for now